Hello and welcome to Elite Rugby Banter. This is your host Matt and today I'm joined by pretty much a full house starting with Alex. Hi Alex, welcome back. Thank you very much. Good to be here. How are you doing? Uh, you know, it's so uh, but I'm not too bad. So yeah, I'm just keen to banter a bit and uh, chat about some of the exciting rugby and not so exciting rugby you saw speaking. Okay, so we are discussing Australian rugby then, confirmed. Um, following <laughs> that is the old stalwart, Ben. How are you doing? Um, I don't think I'd be exaggerating to say my life is fucking out completely. So, yeah. I was wondering, yeah. <laughs> I thought phrasing it as, are you still on high alert, as being the, the uh, most diplomatic uh, my, way. My, like, like, honestly, like, over the last week, so Mauritius somehow got COVID again. No fucking idea how that happened. I don't know, you guys, I mean, you told us how bravado you are with those loopholes with dog quarantine, so I'm only assuming yeah, the, no, the, no, the no, human like, system is just as good. Every, just, so, like, the official story is that somehow it came back in, like, a, a container of fruit. Oh, was it, was it like when the Kiwis were like it was on frozen food? Yeah, 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 so something like that, and then... I don't, and this is just spread like bloody wildfire. Like we, so last time we had it for about two months and we had about 300 cases. Now we've had it for like a week and we have like 150 already. Nice. So, okay, but obviously that shit. So we, we locked down, etc. The problem is obviously my wife's pregnant. Mm. And then the, the area our hospitals in where we meant to give birth has been quote unquote red zoned. So that means you can't enter or exit that area okay. so we need like so, so basically we're going to go there and we're going to get like a police escort to the hospital wow and then it means like it means like now we have to leave james Lowe, not the profession not the irish rugby player the mauritian child we have to like leave him for like an extended period and it's just i know so my wife was meant to be induced today but then the doctor was like let's give this a few more days just because we obviously we want to minimize sort of the yeah. the amount of time we're in the hospital and a natural birth would obviously be Speed the quickest yeah. way yeah so yeah. all in all i would describe the situation as a as a bit of a fucker and then and then i also i'd, I'd book my leave from today but obviously now i'm not on paternity leave because the husband has the husband the, the baby hasn't arrived yeah so i'm just like burning through bloody normal leave as well so. oh christ yeah, and, I, and then I like, like I told all my clients and stuff. I'm like, no, I'm gonna be away for like the next week or two, just because you know this baby or whatever. And now I can't just like, you know, reappear on the email like, hey guys, what's up? Like, <laughs> so the baby's not here yet. Yeah, yeah. So any, oh, what did you call? It? No, but yeah. So I don't. Yeah. So my life is a bit, a bit swirly at the moment. Let's say that. No, fair enough. Um, someone yeah. whose whose life is not particularly swirly is full. I hope actually. Open what's speaking out of turn. <laughs> no, all good. Thanks, Matt. Um, nothing compared to Ben's troubles, except for my uh, terrible draft performance. Otherwise, can't complain. Yeah, full. I would say we, but we have it pretty much as bad as each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Terrible. Yeah, Baby fantasy draft. Yeah, me, same level me, of me, 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 you, then Alex is slightly better off at the moment. But Matt's, <laughs> Matt's, Matt's, Matt's fucking cruising. Though. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm in top half of the table. I don't know how it happened. Um, we're going to just hope it stays like that for one. I think this is my best performance so far. So should I pull a pen and retire now? 
I would retire. Pika <laughs> And I would. I, 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 you know, I've put my money where my mouth is in that situation. Yeah, you. <laughs> Good on on top. Um, All right. Yeah, and not Pushing joining in. us is Alex. So let's talk. Uh, I mean, not Alex. Adam. Adam. Sorry, Adam. Yeah, he's on baby duty again somehow. I think because he had to give it oh, up. Do, do, do you want to do you want another complication? I've just put my kid to bed and he's just re-emerged. He's looking <laughs> at me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, but my wife's appeared, so I'm just gonna walk backwards. So you look at just hoping he hasn't noticed you. The object permanence yeah. kicks in and he forgets you there. Yeah. I hope he hasn't noticed, and uh, I'll just cruise back. I'm kind of in the garden, just in the shadows at the moment. So. <laughs> Please tell me you're like holding your laptop open in one hand, just lurking in the. <laughs> yeah, no. Apart from my, no, no. I've sit to got a, I've sit to got a, a classic plastic chair. Oh, one of those white Midas bad boys. Yeah, like you can't. I don't know. You battle to buy them in Mauritius, huh? Oh, nice. Um, okay. No, like, like it's all about like outdoor furniture now. But never mind. That's that's a that's a debate for another podcast. Okay, no, fair <laughs> enough. Um, let's go with some more fun news first. Um, so. A UK fixture schedule for Lions and SA Tour leaked online, which, I mean, looked fairly credible, except, you know, no no fixtures in Ireland. And I think two in... No, how many in the UK? Like four. Or when I say UK, I no, mean England. No, it was two, two in England, one Twickenham and one Wembley. Yeah. yeah. But it apparently, was kind of rubbish. Apparently, yeah, no, it's, it's fake. Yeah, it's fake, and because yeah, um, I was gonna say, there's an article now. The only decision that it appears that the that they the organisers have made outright is that they have declined uh, Australia's generous offer because Australia just their government they just couldn't cover the financial sort of requirement, the minimum financial requirements to cover the tour, basically. So that, that's the only sort of firm decision we've seen so far. They have approached the UK government to essentially underwrite the tournament if it, or yeah, the tour if it's to go forward in the UK. And the UK government, last I checked, is a little low or reluctant, maybe rather to say, um, to commit to various, to commit without an insurance policy in place first and that so yeah everything's still up in the air whether it comes here no fans goes there no likely also no to little to no fans as well well if it's going to be no fans there or no fans in south africa it may as well be here yeah um i've also officially withdrawn mauritius's bid considering this <laughs> now that you guys are now that you guys are essentially worse yeah. than the u.s per capita uh, probably not, because you know we we have a hundred, so we have about a million people, and we've ha have a hundred cases. So I, I mean, guess that would be the equivalent of the U.S. having sixty thousand cases. No. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yes. It's not far. <laughs> I mean, it's not far. Off. They <laughs> are vaccinating it quite quite quickly. So I mean, hey, uh, four I've, more I've four been, more guys in the room. I've been vaccinated, so... Oh, yes, you said yeah. so. The one jab or the two jab? Yeah. I've... I'm wait, I have... It's a two jab, so I've had my first jab, yeah, and then I get it on um, 1st of May. Okay, nice. My second jab. Congratulations. No, no, 31st of May, sorry. Yeah, it's it's actually quite a... It's quite a relief. Uh, but you, you don't feel great afterwards, eh? I was pretty sick the next day. Yeah, I was hearing... Nah, two guys was talking about how 
their folks got vaccinated and like but the one both his parents had quite rough reactions to like that a rough day or two afterwards but they're fine now it, it's quite weird because say say joe's sister had it with me she's 21 yeah and it it whacked her hey like she was throwing up and like shivers and then like i was bad but like not like you know i was at work sort of thing yeah and then both of joe's folks were completely fine nice. and they sort of 60 odd so yeah. i like it seems to affect you i oh, know from you know my my four person scientific study tell us if that's a big enough pool it definitely is a big enough statistically significant uh but yeah like i so i think it might affect you more it might hit you harder if you're younger yeah. i saw an article news sorry not regulated but vaccine related i saw a news article today where some cat in the u.s has got nailed with the jab twice in one day by accident and nearly died because essentially because there were two people with the same name booked on the same day so he got his jab and as he was walking away they called his name again so he went and they gave him his sec a second jab and it nearly killed him oh wow. that's ironic that, yeah that seems that uh, <laughs> such a shit system just like call out john smith it's me now there's some other cat running around who didn't get his vaccine at all that's why you gotta get yeah. your kids not cool fancy interesting names yeah that's a what is like james low <laughs> that could happen with my kid and the irish rugby player Fuck. i didn't exactly. think of that yeah you gotta keep, oh, as long God. as your kid stays out of ireland for now <laughs> and, you, and, i mean you got a 50 50 you might get vaccinated twice or you might get no vaccination or yeah. or you might just receive like an angry email from <laughs> mr farrell just about how shit your son is just criticize like yeah two-year-old he should be should be speaking at a much higher level like you know he's not creating space when he plays with his ball like he, you know, he can barely tackle the coconut today or whatever mostly involved in every try scored by vaccine by covid in Mauritius right now <laughs> oh god I hope. oh i didn't tell you what else so the doctor who's meant to be delivering our baby uh he's uh he was his kid was exposed to the virus so he's in quarantine is this maybe why i decided yeah. not to induce today <laughs> no no so the other doctor decided yeah. not to induce so his like um, partner or whatever you call it okay no fair enough um yeah. well seeing seeing as you just throwing us all kinds of bad news here's a fun here's a fun opinion piece from old jake white saying bad news for j jaded south african fans because the upcoming Rainbow Cup, so that like warm-up Pro 16 tournament, is going to be boring because most of it is going to be more SA, you know, what we've been watching for the last 6 to 18 months. More SA derbies. Uh, I mean, okay. Yeah, just... I feel like he's just bragging about the fact they won pretty much everything that they can what? win. That doesn't sound like Jake White bragging. I know. Yeah. Do you think he's... Very out of character. I wonder how he's... Because, I mean, his CV now, now... Normally, his LinkedIn profile would say, you know, World Cup winning coach Jake White. Now, would he would he have updated it? Jake White, Bulls coach, comma, World Cup winning coach, comma, Curry Cup winning coach, comma, super... Only ever winner of Super Rugby Unlocked. 
I mean, how does he rank his accolades in that top headline bar now on LinkedIn? Oh, it's tough. It's a bit tough. Yeah. Yeah. Too much success. Because um, initially they said they were going to have two pools of seven, I think, for that tournament, yeah. where it would be split like 50-50 for the countries. So yeah. then I guess it would be, I don't know how many local derbies if they try and play those first. I think they but if say- they're all going up north anyway, then they may as well just mix it up if they have like a base. Yeah, so by the looks of it, we were supposed to, they're gonna have to, we're gonna have to do three or four weeks of local derbies, then go over for a couple of weeks of touring. Okay. By the looks of it, but yeah, it's still like we still stuck with local derbies. Speaking of local derbies, um, update from Ant earlier today. Due to a logistical oversight, that means that the EP Elephants versus Griquas T game had to be moved to forward to Wednesday evening as no one checked to see or SA Rugby hadn't checked to make sure that Nelson Mandela Bay Stadium had already been booked for Chippers United match against Swallows. Wow. That's, that's pretty embarrassing. Surely like, they don't need to play at a big stadium if there are no fans. Yeah, that's what I don't understand. Like, why don't they just play the game? Because there's enough fields in PE to play the game on Saturday. <laughs> But yeah, anyway, so they've had to shift that game to Wednesday. So two nights, two sleeps from now. One sleep, two sleeps, two sleeps. It's Monday evening. Tuesday by the time you hear this. Uh, anyway. Um, are there games tomorrow? Um, no, so everything should be next uh, over the weekend. This is the only game that's going to be now in the middle of the week. Okay. Is this the last set of fixtures, Matt? Um, one? No, I think it's... Two more rounds. Like, I think there's another midweek round still after this. I think. I'm speaking under correction. Because we've had two rounds. I think they're four rounds. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Be the or has pretty much been confirmed as the new Sharks attack coach. I feel like anytime there's good news and start picking rugby with Sharks and maybe the Bulls, but like everyone else is having a pretty rubbish time. Like I'm, I'm never hearing Storm good news. Storm is definitely having a rubbish time. Yeah, uh, like I've got I'm an article. Sl- I've got an article or two lined up for the st- for the pro- for province that I'll, we can discuss now. now. But yeah, I, I like no, this Paul news because this is good news. Of, this really is for the yeah, It's good news for the show, good news for Paul. Yeah. But like, it just feels like the poor staying poor, the rich getting richer. Yeah. Um, you know, like the same thing with like them getting CFDC, them getting, uh, should they get it recently? Uh, or like, yeah, yeah, potentially Bongi. Um, I don't know. Just all the American like, money, plenty of dollars. All the American money, yeah, like... But, but I mean, do, do, do you think... I, I don't, obviously, I'm, I don't like... I don't like the Sharks brand. I don't like the way they present themselves, etc. Yeah. But they have built that brand very well. Yeah, then between them and no, like, like, the Bulls, no, I think like it's it, the two strongest no, but I brands. Mean, like yeah. like both, both of the brands, like more so the sharks to me it's it's a little bit cringe for lack of a better word mm. yeah, the you know like they're a bit too into being the sharks they don't really they're not very realistic they're blah 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 but they have built that brand and you think maybe this is them 
now reaping the rewards of that sort of hard work. Yeah. No, I, I'm like, I don't mind. I, I'm kind of the same bit as you've been. Like, I don't like the Sharks very much as a brand. I do like the team quite a lot. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, I'm quite happy for them to do well as a, as a team. But, like, I'm impressed by the way they run the business of the Sharks. Whereas Western Provinces is just, like, amateurish. I, I, feel, I, feel, I, I feel run is a very generous word for what happens at Western Province. <laughs> run to the ground. <laughs> just dive into the ground. Yeah. But anyway, so, uh, yeah, like, I'm kind of the same bit as you. Like, I can't fault them for the decisions they made. But uh, I just wish it was my team that was doing it instead. Yeah, I'm looking now. Yeah. Actually, it looks like it's not quite 100% confirmed it's at an advanced stage sorry is, is he still the sevens coach he's still the sevens coach as well by the looks of it okay so then it would be after he leaves I guess yeah I assume so, so. Like but there's seven, a world seven sevens world cup seven will be hosting just got smacked by COVID though huh? yeah I mean yeah but it's because well they all rely on like traveling and mm. And like where, and like where the sevens tournaments are are like some of the worst spots that got hit by COVID. Well, yeah. Well, basically they they travel a lot to highly popular cities. Yeah. yeah. Like it's like it's honestly it's the worst recipe for spreading COVID. Like. Yeah. It honestly, if you if you were to, okay, you can give ten people COVID and you need to spread it <laughs> to as many people as possible. You'd give it to a sevens team. Yeah, I mean, because not only a, do they in, travel, in a cruise. not only do they yeah. travel, but yeah. they run fast as well, so they can chase down people and cough on them. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Like I, I couldn't outrun a single sevens player, I don't think. Exactly. Very basically, would be a COVID spreading machine. <laughs> that, that, that's a, a niche. Uh, a, yeah, no, but if we just do it on pace, it wouldn't be a very exciting fifteen. I was thinking we could do like a, a COVID super spread of fifteen. We need to like actually like videotape guys and like study footage of guys who run and you need like those players that really like puff out their cheeks and like when they run and like get a good gust of air going. We need guys with like big mouths and noses and stuff just for maximum air output. Also big sweaters, you know, and you get a lot of that liquid going, you know, because you need that, it needs that water, the droplets. And just affectionate guys, like, like Oksu, you know, when, <laughs> when they, you know, when like the, the number 14 wing scores a try and the number 11 wing just appears, you know, with like high fives and bum taps and he's just like going, we need that guy. We need huggers, huggers like, though. It's not just, yeah, not just Oksu, high fives, like Oksu, embraces, Oksu. you know, like the, the one, the one that pulls like the player from the opposite team into the team hug. Yeah. Yeah. The guy, guy who picked people, up the ref, he would be good. People <laughs> try and stop. So, like, actually, Roscoe Stephen would be really good. Yeah. But he maybe he, But maybe he's too he's too obvious. Like, like if you said, okay, they've released some COVID spreaders, you'd be like, oh, Roscoe Speckman, obviously. Yeah. Like, maybe you need someone who's maybe like Ben Smith would be a great COVID spreader because he's more discreet. He just looks like a man in a suit in an office. Yeah. Oh. Alright, what's next? Um, well, seeing as you guys mentioned, 
Western province. I thought that I found an article today, a couple, but this one is my favorite, is that Tony McKeever, who is most notably known as discredited former CEO of the now defunct Southern Spears, <laughs> is a has, has been has been sort of highlighted as a close associate of old Zaltmeray, and he is apparently interested in the Western the WPR WPPR CEO position. So that's the Western Province Professional Rugby PTY Limited Company CEO position. The one that um, Murat got appointed to last week and then immediately the next day they got suspended from for apparently leaking a document about some dealings with Stade of France, which McCreevy has come forward as saying he's been in charge of this whole negotiation with Stade of France and everyone's like, but on what authority? How the fuck have you been negotiating on province's behalf with Stade of France where you have, you're not even involved in the club at all? Mm. Maybe maybe, oh, maybe he's gunning for a brokerage commission. Yeah, fuck knows. It's hilarious though. So apparently, yeah, he. It's everyone's now like. So he's clearly the voice that's been whispering in Zoltmeray's ear the entire time, and was probably <laughs> leading to m- most of what's happening right now. How long did the Southern Spears last for? Uh, no, they did No, Southern Spears. So it's, wait, let me find it here in the article. Southern Spears was. Uh, Folded before playing a game, Ben, just so you know. Um, oh, solid. And then at one stage, he, he was listed as the CEO of and director of Super 20 Rugby World Series, a venture that failed to produce a single match or register a single player after it was launched in 2006. So Southern Spears, I think, was pre-2006 as well. And then, this, this, this guy has got the old... Then he also introduced... It's Stevie Bull. He's also credited for introducing Douglas Schro- uh, Schoeninger, uh, owner of Pro Rugby, brackets, United States, to Saru President Mike, uh, Mark Alexander. Pro Rugby, obviously, is the precursor to MLR, which lasted a grand total of an season. <laughs> And apparently, yeah, this guy's got skills. In 2017, <laughs> McKeever tried to launch Nelson, Be- uh, Nelson Mandela Bay Rugby, which, despite having job advertisements being placed, never proce- progressed further than building a website with no information or details on it at all, with only a link to register as a player or fan on it. I won't lie, this guy sounds like a good fit for province. <laughs> I mean, he's much of the same right now. So yeah, there's all yeah. So provinces in turmoil by the looks of it. Saltmarie, he's vice president, and there's someone else. They're basically three power camps, and no one's budget. Fantastic. He like, sounds like green yeah. or worm tongue. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, That's a really good comparison. <laughs> such a good comparison, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's see. Speaking of Western Province woes, apparently there's highly speculated, but pretty much John Dobson has said, you know, we wish him well and he goes with our blessing. Uh, Peter Steph de Toy is on his way to Japan, with rumors being that it's pr- pretty much confirmed for the Blitz. Yeah. So, what you were saying, Hooper's on his way out, even mm. though he's just arrived. 
uh, and Himeno's just left. Yeah. So they're kind of looking for a big man, I guess. Because yeah. I think they... Uh, Hooper was just there for one season, and obviously they yeah. can only have two starting internationals at a time, so they have Kieran Reid and Billy LaRue as well there, so they don't want too many, but it makes yeah. sense for him to go. Yeah, fair enough. And I think it... I like it as a move for Peter Steph, though, as well, because, I mean, he hasn't played since the longest out of everyone, because he got injured early in, like, the original Super Rugby. Yeah. And then he just hasn't played in that because of his injury in that. And I feel like starting soft, I mean, it's rude to say it, but it's said what it is, call it what it is. Starting softer in Japan is maybe a bit better for his recovery and long-term prospects. Yeah, yeah, I'm a little worried, to be honest. Like, I mean, I'd be fine if we didn't have the British Knights Lions coming up. Uh, you know, I'd feel a lot better about so many yeah. of our starting screw products playing in Japan. Yeah. But as it is... Who's there now? Like, besides... Well, uh, Mark, I'm trying to think. Marks. So, yeah. Marks. Marks. Yeah. Um, Sneeman. Jesse Creel. Jesse Creel. Sneeman's an island. Oh, he was in Japan before that. Yeah, he was in Japan okay. then, and then went to Ireland. Yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. But so I wonder when we, we will this take effect? Because this actually might only kick in after the British and Irish Lions tour. Yeah, and but, it's a two year deal, so that would be what? Until the World Cup? Like yeah. after Lions, until the World Cup. Yeah, but that's I'm a really. Fine with that. Yeah. We're not going to win the next World Cup anyway, so. Yeah, well, enough. with that attitude, come on, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, Sorry, is, Alex is clearing the way for Namibia. <laughs> <laughs> Just oh, play, start by playing down expectations and then, you know, yeah. last gas. Yeah, well, the, this, this is what we were saying the whole time before the last World Cup. And then because we all deep down knew we just needed to, you know, lower expectations to not start pulling my blood on the boys. And then other news. Other players leaving, um, another one is Dylan Smith. I, I couldn't find that news, I know Alex saw that. Mm. Where's he going now? Uh-huh. No, didn't you tell me now before we started? Was it Dylan Smith? Uh, he is leaving, I don't think they've said where he's going. Yeah. So he, he, they just announced that he's, uh, they've, they're mutually like parting ways. Oh, okay. um, he's only like... 27 he was at one time like promising and probably looking like it was going to be a, a a springbok but for whatever reasons things just haven't gone his way i know he's been injured a fair bit whenever he's sort of got a bit of a run going but i'm mm. not sure if he's just going to go north or go to another team or they haven't announced yet um he and marks and kyle brink like all came through at the same time from the same school and now yeah. like they've all left the lines yeah it's tough. It's a sorry, tough position to break into. The, the yeah. I don't really blame him for. Yeah, you know, he's like half as long as he could. And even at the Lions, I mean, like Carly Sadi and on the tight end side, like they did, they were quite hard to get him there. And then they benched him behind Yanni. And yeah. I feel like Dylan, Dylan Smith has been sort of similarly treated, where like Lions don't really value the players. Like it's similar to what you see with Milani as well. Like, they work really hard to keep those guys, but then they actually don't pay them that often. Mm. So, yeah. I don't really yeah, it, it seems almost like a... It seems almost like a spite thing, where it's like, 
yeah. we, like we, we want him so you can't have him. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. well, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like, Milani was voted, like, backline player of the year or something, which I'm the most promising player of the year. I don't know. <laughs> and, like, lines just don't seem to want to really play him. Or maybe he's injured, but, like, Manny Russ has been starting out the center for the last couple of games. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if he's just being rested, like, with other big name players or what's the mm. case, but hopefully he'll play when they start, like, all the other big players. Yeah, I don't know who, who else the Lions really have. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I would say at this point, Similani's a pretty established. He could even be a buff sometime yeah. in the near future. Yeah, I mean, oh, he was in that, he was in that, like, match, right? Whatever it was called. Yeah, the, the green, green against the white. Green versus gold. Yeah. Very bold. I mean, he's going to start ready to leave if he wants to play for Yeah, no. Well, um, let's see. Let's see. Um, let's move on to some of the games. Let's start by mentioning... I just want to quickly shout out the one Six Nations game, which was actually rather thrilling to watch, and that was England versus France. The Scotland yeah. Island was also pretty... Was it? Good. I didn't get a chance to have one. Thank you. Yeah. Good end, like exciting finish. Oh, it's Scotland Island, nice. Um, um, yeah, yeah, England versus France, honestly, from like minute one, it sort of lived up. I feel France could have played a bit smarter. Mm, but that mm. sounds like classic France, but really. They, they, no, but they sort of nailed their colours to the mask, and you got to respect that. Obviously, they came there to play a certain way. They'd seen, mm. they'd seen something, and they tried to exploit it, and they just sort of... I yeah. don't know, even ran out of gas. Like, England played a pretty smart game in all fairness. Mm. Like. I, thought, I thought England played pretty well compared to how they, you know, played most of the campaign so far. Yeah, the previous um, couple of games. They, they were, I mean, obviously, last week they got creamed by Wales, but, um, you know, generally they haven't been particularly clinical. And I thought last, uh, this last weekend they were actually much better. Yeah. I felt they tried to impose themselves less. I don't, I don't know what, I don't mm. exactly know how to describe it. Like, they're obviously, they're still very physical and stuff. Mm. But I feel like in Wales and especially Scotland, they came out sort of like, we're going to, you know, we're going to scare them. We're going to intimidate them. We're going to make this game ours. You know, we're going to let yeah. them. And I just feel now they're like, okay, no, now we're going to actually go out there and we're going to play rugby. Yeah, it's almost like they showed them a bit of respect, whereas with uh, Scotland and Ireland, they were complacent and thought, like, you know, we're better than these guys. We can just sort of go out and impose ourselves, like you said. And I guess it's, like, shown by even Farrell, obviously, affected by what happened last week, but just, like, not really talking to the ref much and rather just getting Mm. through his game rather than, you know... uh, I don't think... I I don't like your kicker being captain because hmm. yeah i mean no, it's um, a very fo- like you need to focus right kicking is a lot of but also it doesn't it doesn't give you there no sort of like um like checks and balances yeah you're just gonna check pick pick the choice you're gonna back yourself every time yeah sure. like 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 you're gonna always choose what you're most comfortable with and sort of it can swing two ways because if you you know like sometimes if a kicker, say like um, Lonigan or whatever, 
when his captain was like, no, you got this, mate. And he kicked that really good kick well, last weekend, to win yeah. that Brumbies game last weekend. Then you, you kind of wonder if he was the captain, if he yeah. maybe would have chickened out because he didn't want to yeah. be seen as being like, yo, fuck Oaks, I got this, and then fuck it up, if you know what I mean. I mean, it happened with the Rebels with Tamua because Tamua missed that last kick again, not this week, but last week. I can't remember who they mm. lost to, but he had a last-minute kick, and he is their force. captain. So, it was a force, so yeah. he fucked it up. And then you also have to like take it on yourself. I guess if you're not the captain and your captain says, take the kick, it's like a... No, I mean, obviously, it's not great to miss, but you've the pressure isn't as great as yeah, the accountability is that you 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 less accountable in a way. So yeah. I think the one the one the one captain kicker that I know that I think this that did well in this theory is old Lionel Cronier for the Kings that last season. He's the one yeah. plus. He's the one <laughs> plus side for that. It just seems that it was. But, but it also just seems like Flyhoff isn't really a captain's position. I mean, yeah, no, even definitely. if you think there's of like so the classic Dan Carter, you know, like so Dan Carter is like one of the best players in the world, but he's just not really, he's a leader by example, but he's not a captain by like, yeah. vocals. Yeah, so, so someone like Bowden Barrett, you think he should he should be a captain, but he's not really. Yeah. yeah. No, I think, no, I think you do want like a little bit more leadership by example from the same position. But I also think, you know, it's kind of like um, like wiki keepers in in cricket. Like you you don't want to overburden someone with too much responsibility. Yeah. But uh, I've I've kind of noticed um, like a lot of the time front row captains do the same thing you're talking about, Ben, where they like relish the scrum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where, where they where they scrum too much? No, no. Scrum I, too I agree. Much, yeah. So you exactly. know, like I. I like, like, I think the ideal captain is probably a loose forward or a center. I was going to say the ideal captain is most probably a four or a five, maybe from England. <laughs> Especially if we play for the Lions. <laughs> yeah. Somebody can really impose himself on the test match. Yeah, yeah but only, only, only if he plays abrasive, eh? Yeah. He's got to be abrasive. He's gotta, I, if, I think if, it's time if, for if, a, if, an abrasive Lions captain. Yeah, like a yeah, young line. Like a young Martin Johnson sort of thing? Yeah, exactly like that. That's what I would do if I was them. Yeah. yeah. Make it happen yeah. then. <laughs> Call them bit. Yeah, fair enough. But I thought, uh, going back to that game, like the first half was really good from just like a spectacle point of view. Mm. And then I think England really managed to like bog it down and not let France sort of express themselves in the second half at all which suited england's game much more than france's so didn't really do much and it wasn't that good to watch in the second half but it was still intense but like it's like ben said it started off just like 100 miles an hour yeah classic test match like if it starts too quickly then everyone gets a bit freaked out they slow down now like everyone just sort of scares themselves and it's like wait 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 exactly but it's sort of like a it's sort of like a game of squash where if you control the pace of the game, you sort of ninety percent there to winning the game. Yeah. And then it's the same sort of logic like France. At, but but that's the, that was what was nice about that game. Sort of it swung from like sort of the frantic pace France was trying to play with to the real boggy sort of you know slow attritional stuff England wanted to play. So it was a it was a good game. Mm. I'm also glad that people are saying Benny Villapolo's back when clearly he's not. So 
I'm stoked for him to start for the Lions at eight and just get hammered. Oh, Christ. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think with that, let's. That's that's Six Nations covered in its entirety for the weekend, unless there's anything <laughs> else. I didn't really watch either of the other two games. So yeah. Did you Did you see Finn Russell's try? No, I did not. It was the was most good? fucking Finn Russell and Hog thing ever. Like Hog somehow kicked the ball into his own chin, and <laughs> yeah. like, chinned it forward, bounced once, then he put like a, basically like a cross a cross kick little chip thing to Finn Russell but then the ball I think it might have falconed one of the Irish guys in the process Finn Russell caught it and scored it was just the most ridiculous oh, thing I think I'm going to have to look for this but that does sound yeah. like the most ridiculous thing and it was it was off like a also Scotland had the ball Ireland turned it over then somehow Finn Russell was there headering and kicking the ball I, I was really yeah, was Okay. That was quite impressive. Um, okay, let's do Super Rugby. Um, let's start with Super. Um, let's go in order of matches. So Super Rugby Aotearoa, round three kicked off with Crusaders versus Chiefs in a result that surprised no one, but yeah. it was kind of sad to watch. And that was at the. Crusaders. You talk about the game first. The first one, College Street was Sports Rebels. Oh wait, yeah, this was Saturday. Okay. Sorry, yeah. Sorry, I'm just so used to my brain just sort of was like, all right, there's one on Friday, there's one on Saturday. Never mind. But yeah, let's do oh, this. I mean, to be honest, I don't, I don't really want to talk about Force Rebels, so yeah. we can brush past this. Okay, let's 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 brush past Force Rebels quickly. It was a match. It <laughs> happened. K2. Incredible. Uh, Rebels won seven seven ten. So two tries scored mm, yeah. by Jack McGregor. And one try scored but, but, by Lachlan uh, Anderson. The force turned down about eight kickable penalties as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, their fly half we were saying on the group was just so frustrating because they also mistouched like five of those eight times. So yeah. <laughs> it was like not not just not going for post, but also then lo- losing the ball because you can't even kick it out properly. No, but, but but I mean, if you but it was just it was like retarded. It, because they weren't even like 30 points down. They were like five points down. Yeah. It was almost and like a principal thing or something. Yeah. yeah. And then if you contrast that to the Reds, who were, whatever, 17 points down. Yeah. And points. It, so sorry, I guess we'll get on to that. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this game, yeah, not the no, best, I think, best to watch. I think also, Australia basically brought us like one of the worst games of rugby I've seen recently and one of the best games of rugby I've seen recently. I think doesn't this this yeah. game would have was probably the record for most failed touch finders. How many of their kicks? Honestly, did... it was it was just so bad. Like, like they, was there team... was there wind or something that no one mentioned? I don't think no. so. Like so. Tamura was fine, but like ugh, the whole game was just so kind of mundane. People were praising it for like solid defense, but honestly, the attack was so one dimensional that the defense was like hardly something praiseworthy. Um, yeah. The only person I think out of both teams who kind of challenged the line and like made defenders guess a little bit was Ruki Karabete. And other than him, like it was just so kind of stagnant. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I did not enjoy this game. So. Well, I did enjoy it because I didn't have any fantasy players in 
so yeah, this everyone was, else basically. This, this was my favorite part of the, this match was Alex boldly proclaiming that basically in the next game his average will go up from zero and, and Adam yeah, calling yeah. you out on that basically it was players doing shit and then being like oh thank god I don't have that guy and everyone like oh, someone else has him so celebrating that so essentially yeah so but i think ant and myself are the only two players or people who did well out of this game except I yeah, Tamura, so he sunk me a bit but i had yeah but, but i think like to be fair actually the score was 10 out of case in this game i think um i'm looking at now firstly warren did seven uh thomas kubeshi on 33 Paletti Katu on 63, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, and, BT, um, I think on like 70 something. Yeah, Karambeti. Yeah. Karambeti, like sorry, Karambeti. Got to pronounce the N, and, come on, that. Yeah, sorry, I apologize. Karambeti. Pone, Pone, like 33. So, yeah, I mean, like the guys who did have players in this game actually did pretty well out of it. But, but um, this, this makes the scoreline even worse. Because well, clearly exactly. there were there were broken tackles and line breaks, were, and, but they just. Yeah, you know, what the, I think the fourth kicked away a lot of shit, that they basically just pulled up. I think yeah, Kai Kaitu's score line is only tackles, because I mean he couldn't hit a line out to save his life either. Yeah, jeez. Mm. It was poor. Can I can tell you how many tackles he made? Uh. uh Screwing up. Um, but he made. Uh, so he had 10 runs, which is quite good. And 14 tackles. Yeah. good. Yeah, not a bad. Miss and, and lost lineouts, can you see there? Uh, well, he had two turnovers conceded. Yeah, that's which right. just sort of basically Basically, yeah, in and, play. And then um, lineouts lost three. Yeah. It's not too bad, but I think they only had like four lineouts. So, but, but oh, yes, like yeah. they, they are sort of say hypothetically the ball you miss your jumper, but your like eighth man catches it at the back mm. of the lineout. That's yeah. not a lineout loss, but it's a lineout yeah. error. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as you keep the ball, I think it's a lineout win. Yeah, as long as your yeah. team comes out with the with the ball. Anyway, um, let's. Yeah, let's thank, move on from this match. Let's thank Super Rugby AU for showing us how bad it can be and reminding us as always. And let's look at the Crusaders versus the Chiefs. So let's start with the most ridiculous try scored, and that's by Lester Fainga Anuku. So does anyone think he touched the ground? I, I think he touched the ground. I mean, I, I was convinced that he touched the ground when I first saw it, and then... I was thinking I, that it was going to be given because it wasn't super clear and obvious, but I also think that he touched the ground. But so my, what I, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a didn't touch the ground truth. If you watch how his foot like swings in an arc, like that arc mm-hmm. would be stilted if he didn't, if he had touched the ground, it would like hit a point and move differently. Like his foot goes in like a circle, like a perfect arc. And I just uh, like, oh, it's, it's, like it's, so it's like, not consistent with my understanding of physics for him you're like i I didn't understand how his foot was heading down and then just started heading back up yeah without hitting something basically he's twisting his hips like a like a boss 
Because he was basically yeah, spiraling it over how, the touchline. How does he counter that much downwards momentum? That's what I want to know. Because, yeah. like, like, obviously, I understand you oh. can now, like, raise... You can put your foot really close to the ground and put it back up. But he yeah. was moving downwards at the time. But, yeah, yeah it was yeah. a really impressive athletic feat. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not a wing because I have really, uh, like break and pass where it was like more impressive like i, I appreciated it no, more no. you know like him bumping off the defender and then the yeah. huge pass all the way to the left and buying Ganuka running onto it sorry phil i know you don't want to, you want to talk about the the rugby and not the jumping but do you <laughs> think this actually has to get stopped this whole jumping over the last tackler because it's getting date someone's going to hurt themselves badly and mm. it's effectively jumping into the tackle. <laughs> it's it's tough yeah yeah, I think they need to. They need. There needs to be a very specific do. rules for diving for the try line, essentially. Yeah, be, be, because it's it's you can't have different rules. Because say hypothetically, someone was coming to tackle him, just you know, an open in the midfield or whatever, just mm. on the halfway line, and he did that jump. He would yeah. be blown for diving into the tackle. Yeah. Yeah. But now, and the reason that that's a that's a safety rule. You agree? That's not yeah. a yes. That's yeah. that's not a keep the game flowing, whatever sort of rule. That that rule's purely there for safety. So it should apply in every area of the field. I I, I agree. Yeah. So yeah, like I, I don't like. Obviously, it looks cool, but it must I think be it's, dangerous. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's tricky that because you, you you effectively jump and you just let the defender cut your legs off. That's almost part of the the strategy. Yeah. Yeah, so, you're like yeah. trying to jump over the tackle. Yeah. So, yeah. do we blame Bob Skinstad for starting this trend way back when he started swan diving tries? Mm-hmm. I, I think Bob it's Skinstad very much like a rugby league thing. Really. I think they've been doing it for ages. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's definitely folded across some rugby league because like yeah. it's one of those things that you see. Well, actually, like a lot of players in New Zealand and to some extent in Australia, I've said for a while, like, um, one of the big differences between finishers in South Africa and Australasia is our finishers tend to go on the inside. So if you think about, like, Spoon Corsi and even Chesley Colby, like, they'll cut inside the last defender to try to get to the try line, which usually makes them, like, it puts them in a power position. Yeah. So you kind of muscle your way out of the try line, uh, whereas like Australasian guys actually back themselves on the outside. So they they use they well like they accept the challenge of the 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 um, tram line and the corner flag, and they just kind of try and jump and put down the miracle ball. And like you've seen so many guys do it over the years, um, but so there's a lot of static coming through from someone. I don't know. I can't hear it here on my side. Too okay, bad. Okay, just no, me. I can hear some Sorry. static, but it's not too bad. Okay, probably just me. But yeah, anyway, if you train that we see in like Australia, New Zealand more than we see in South Africa, but I definitely agree that there's like a double standard in the rules, so we need some kind of clarity. Yeah, because to be honest, it's just going to get worse. Like. Um. But, but yeah, it's a, it's a nice analogy, and I think it actually sums up the the Australasian approach to rugby as opposed to the South African approach. 
Mm. Where the South Africans will always take the merry man side. Yes, your chances of scoring a try are probably probably decrease, but your chances of yeah. retaining the ball in a very good position increase obviously yeah. massively. So it's sort of the lowest low down. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um yeah, rest of that game, yeah, it was pretty much all Crusaders right up until the end with a try by Etta. It oh, fuck. It, it, oh, Jesus Christ, and I can't even say his name at all. <laughs> Nanai Saturu. I'm just going to skip the first name. Yeah. Ian, Ian. Like it's Etienne? Etienne. Like Etienne? Etienne. Etienne, isn't it? Etienne. 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 Maybe. Yeah. Sounds like a good idea. Go for yeah. it, Ben. Let's start it. I've explained to you. I've got my own. <laughs> going, okay, ben has no free time right Priorities. now. Priorities. <laughs> then we'll get down to Coram Betes and we'll sort them all out. Yeah. All these oh, well. I feel like it's a really good idea. It's actually not a terrible idea. Um, Let's go to the next. <laughs> Let's see, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. yeah. Overall, I mean, Crusaders just showing Crusader form. You know what I would love about Is that Is this website? the Chiefs' 11th <laughs> game now in a row? Sorry, I was going to say 11th loss in a row or 10th? 10th, I think. I'm sure that will all change with Trans Tasman comp. Yeah it's, a se- yeah, it's the second game of the season, so it's their 10th. I think it's their 10th now. They were on 9 and not 10, yeah. Sorry, you were saying Ben before I cut you off. Do you know how that website? Because then the commentators would have no excuse for fucking it up, other than laziness. Yeah. If the commentators fuck it up, you like. That's I feel like they have no more. excuse now. You just didn't do. You did. Your property. Yeah. I mean, There's no excuse yeah. now, anyway. But you know, <laughs> there's no excuse now. I like. It's a, it's part of the job. I mean, that's why, like, I've yeah, people have only recently started saying Coram better, which is apparently how it's been just been said all along. I mean, the dude went to the World Cup. He's with John Neal's winner, or medal winner, whatever. Like, he's not an inconspicuous player. Uh, yeah, it's the first like, time I'm I hearing like... such a thing. What, that is the John Neal's medal winner? Breaking news. Yeah. Richard Coram better, John Neal's medal winner. Well, the, oh, no, no. You know what, to be fair, Alex, this is the first time I'm hearing Coram Bete is the, and John Eels winning medalist. Yeah. I've always known I've always <laughs> known there's this chap called Corabiti. Who's a John Eels medalist? Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, it's just, it's just poor from commentators. And like, don't get me started on this that from commentators, please. Um, yeah, please. Yeah. No, actually, let's not. Let's yeah, leave let's, that for let's, another day. Let's yeah, not, let's, let's not. That's another special. We'll do a special episode where we just, where we just rake Bobo over the coals, essentially. <laughs> we would actually. Yeah, uh, let's be on. Uh, I'm building so much anger, we would actually need a whole, a whole separate. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just Alex's rant will last half the episode. Oh. Yeah, so Don't let, get me started. So let's start let's jump to something better, and that's the Brumbies versus the Reds. Mm-hmm. In This is a, this is a really good game. I think was this was probably the best super rugby game of the weekend? It was the best super rugby game for a while. <laughs> like yeah. I really hate judges. Okay. I mean just the fact that like there was I mean, how how late did the Reds take the lead? I mean, 
Mm. They were chasing the game the whole time. And it was so high scoring, but like it didn't really feel like either team was like you know, shirking the GG too much. I mean yeah, we saw the Brumbies dominate to the rowing mall as we kind of used to seeing. And like Tanya Chupa, I would say got he was pretty absent in like the first half. Mm. But in the second half he like suddenly and like with you know slippers out, I don't know, and uh Sierra went off with an injury. Uh, Tom Ross went off with an injury, I think. Um, so the Brumbies were yep. used to like quite a newbie front row, like quite early in the second half, and Tupa just like feasted on them. But so that's Tupa's like, time to shine. Is yeah, the 90th minute. Yeah. It showed how reliant the Brumbies are on their front row and that sort of dominance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think, I mean, I think it also showed how much of a like a bit of a flat track for these two players. Um Because, yeah. like I said, like in the first half, you know, both... Yeah, you, we, uh, I mean, we, when the proper players on, he was absent. And well, they, they, they didn't even that. That was when they had their second string front row. I mm. mean, they case they had anger, But um, Slipper and Alonso were out. Yeah, they... So it was Tom Ross and Scott Sears. And they are not the first string front row. So it was only when the third string front row came on that suddenly Chupa actually became, you know, the, the player that everyone says he is. So, uh, I don't know, like, uh, I've seen a lot of people singing his praises, but I don't think he... Yeah. But I, I, I feel it's sort of like us criticizing the commentators. It's the same thing with Tupo. Mm. Like, no one doubts he has the ability to be a, a good scrumming prop. I'm not going to say world-class, but, uh, you know, a kind of prop that could just hold his own against anyone, huh? Mm. Yeah. Like, look at him. He's a fucking monster. His calves are like the size of my head. Yeah. Like, it's a I, head I, I, I just, I don't think he wants to put in the work. <laughs> nice one. But like, uh, yeah. I, so anyway, I think talking about just... like actual heroes for the game, like I think it's, it goes back to something we said about the um, the West Force not taking the points on offer, and James O'Connor was just like so cool, comic collected. So. You know, maybe then your point about like uh, yeah, the, the kicking. I was just thinking he's sort of the the exception that proves the rule. Yeah, in a way, like maybe another, like if they had a forward as captain, like maybe he would have, you know, more yeah, keen to the, try and take or whatever. Exactly. Whereas like James Conner was like, even when they were you know twenty points down or something, he was like just keep the scoreboard. Yeah, I, I, I think I think he it was seventeen nil. And he yeah. kicked it over. He kicked one over to make it seventeen three. Just yeah, Which and that, like you can get something on the board at that at that point. So I think, and that's what obviously led groundwork for them to come back in the end. So I think his game management was superb. Um, <clears throat> and obviously, people want to credit Jordan Pattaya and Hunter Pasami for the winning try. <clears throat> but you know, Jordan Pattaya, I think, was pretty awful for most of the game. Um, he made a lot of basic mistakes. But Sami was quite good. But the balls on him to even try the grab a kick for Pataya to quite miraculously score from is... Did, did, did they have advantage there? I don't think so. They didn't. Yeah, they that's didn't. That's because I remember insane. Alex asked at the time. So yeah. yeah. It's like, like yeah. that's what you're saying. The balls to make that decision without advantage where it's Crazy. at best like a 60-40 
but the probably up with like a twenty-five percent chance. But yeah, that's what I, I liked would... about this. Like, it wasn't a a purist game of rugby. So say like compared this to England France, it was very different. Yeah. But it was a it was super rugby in its purest form. Mm. Like this is this is what we understand by by super rugby. You know, a thirty-seven yeah. forty win or whatever. Like yeah. that, and you know the last fucking play of the game is a little a dink through five meters from the line for fucking no reason at all if you just hung on to it four or five phases you probably would score but no yeah good and it's but it's... also i mean for a game that had like 77 points scored i don't think the defense was that bad normally was what is it, 78 um like normally in, you talk about super rugby band like I think a lot of people in the North would be like, oh, Super OB is all flash because defense is optional, but it didn't feel that way in this game. Like, the fact that it was so high scoring, like, I almost don't know where the tries came from, where, where the points came from. Because, well, I mean, I do know the Brumbies just like rolling ball. But, you know, Pete Samu in the outside channel was amazing. And the Reds, you know, they, like I said, they were like super methodical. It yeah, wasn't no, so much... but you had to you had to work tries like exactly like they yeah. earned the right to score the tries they scored. I'm actually I'm a bit sick of not not I I don't fault the Brumbies for rolling malls because you know if something works why change it? Mm. But I'm getting a bit irritated with the other Australian teams for not you know you playing the Brumbies. Stop you contesting and just sack. But they're all fucking yeah. clueless. Like, no one seems to have come up with any sort of plan against the Brumbies rolling more. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like, I've always I seen them And, like, try... when you see how good the Crusaders are at defending more, mm. like, surely it's not that hard. I mean, maybe, we, like, we don't really know how hard it is. No, but no, it doesn't but it, seem it, that hard. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like... Because, it... okay, say, say it is a contest of strength, okay? I don't think it is, really. But if it's a contest of strength, there's no way the Brumbies are that much stronger that they can push you back five whole meters. Especially compared to a side like the Reds, where we were just yeah. saying like one of their guys is bigger than half the Brumbies squad. Yeah, so so that that sort of implies that it's it's a technical thing, basically. Like organization and that mm, sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. So, so it's, it's something you can quite easily work on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or do something like say, okay, we are going to always on our own line, we're always contesting four ball, we will always put a man up, and then two. if you want to throw two ball, you can have it, but we're going to just maul you at an angle straight into touch. Sack you immediately and put you down. Yeah, not, not even sack you, just say, listen, fine, go two ball, but our, our front row will be there. And then they they just going to maul you at a forty five degree angle and just aim for touch mm, that you can never idea. read. Like, well, that's, well, yeah. But listen, like I've, I've come up with that, so surely Ben, surely, <laughs> surely we should we should get you in contact with Jake White's contacts overseas, and you can maybe get a coaching gig at like the Waratahs or something. <laughs> Defensive line out coach for the Tars sounds good. <laughs> well, this is what I, what this is like. You know, I, I feel if you can just neuter, because what the Brumbies score on average, what three rolling, rolling more tries a game. I don't know, Phil. Oh, how many, Phil, how many points did your brother put against you with Fanger? Uh, Fanger definitely scored two this weekend. 
Yeah. But like whoever's playing hooker, they always score. So whether it's Lonergan or whether it's uh, what's the other guy's name? Well, let's. Yeah. I mean, it's not necessarily hooker because Lalasia also scored one off the back of the. Mall. Yeah, even their fucking fly half scored a try. Off a mall. Yeah. So yeah, it's who, like you just hope that like you see a mall form and you're just like, dear God, please let my guy run and join the back. <laughs> yeah, it's just someone's gonna join at some point. Yeah, I mean, because it would also be different if you sort of thought that the Brumbies were being super innovative and they were doing all these different malls every single match. But it's pretty much seems like they're doing exactly the same thing and just scoring from it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, I don't know. Even get the Brumbies mall guy, and just say, listen, mate, we'll pay you more. Tell us how to counter that. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude. Just, just like, so by the way, we see you good at this. Why? How? Yeah. yeah, I mean, we'll, Tell us your we'll get there. Gypsy. So it's part of why this weekend is going to be so interesting because Blues have like the biggest forward pack by far in Aotearoa and Crusaders are really good at defending malls and scrums and stuff. So we'll Phil, Phil, you're not allowed to visit Auckland anymore with slander like that by calling the Blues pack so big. You, you, <laughs> almost, you almost really upset them by referring to it as maybe a South African South like. South Africa. Yeah. They gotta learn to take compliments better, huh? Yeah. No. What is they like? Their coach, their forwards coach is like, no, we're not that immobile, guys. Yeah, we could actually run a bit. Oh, I, I think I think that is a bit cheeky. Where it's like, hey, listen, fine, chirp us or whatever, but acknowledge we're the world champions. Yeah, like, no, well, that's the thing. So like. Some someone pointed out, yeah. So there's the All Black. They're like, no, no, the All Black pack's pretty big, and they're like, yeah, but it was beaten by the bigger England pack, which was in turn beaten by the even bigger South African pack at the World Cup. So their mobility speaks for itself. They need to acknowledge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, Anyways. So let's. Speaking of which, yeah. Speaking of big packs. Um, last game of the weekend. At 4:30 in the morning, so seen live by I assume Adam, maybe a little bit by you, Alex. I think I saw. I watched the first half and went to sleep, and I saw Tulay went off. Yeah, so not 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 the worst game, but yeah, Blues managed managed to hold off the Highlanders from what I saw, based purely on the fact that they had a bigger pack. So congrats to them for just muscling over the Highland, mm. the clinic. So there we go. Big pack beats clinical clinicalism. <laughs> Not I mean, the, considering the, the, the I, I think I said on the group like the okay, yeah. like the Bulls had so much of the ball they should have won by so much more. No, no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah. So anyway, not a bad game. I see. Who's it? Narawara had a good game. Scored lots. Clark finally scored a try. Black did well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Black you know, got to try and pick him off the bench to stick me in fantasy. So. Alex <laughs> lost by how many points? Three points. Oh Christ! Did you lose by three? Did you lose the dad, the daddy derby three by points. three points? After three, having such a big lead. Three, too. Like, I know. I I was like three points to lead. Tlaib did nothing for the whole first half. Then he got injured. Then he went off half time. Narawa came on for him and scored a try with his first touch, and then Just I went back by running it in. Yeah. <laughs> I went. That's when I went back to bed. I was like, "Fuck, this is just this terrible." Ah, cross. But I mean, basically, he had a very quiet game, and then he got injured. Well, in fact, I think 
Icky and Tule got like injured the same version. Like, yeah. I think they tackled Tereki and both of them limped off for half time. Yeah. So, you know, no kind of hate for the Highlanders or anything, but like, Tereki's kind of the only thing the back line's got going. We got like Mitch Hunt, Josh Lani's not playing well. So don't they have bloody um, Solomon Alamalo? He, he didn't start this weekend, didn't he? Yeah, he was on the bench for some reason. Yeah, but I mean, why? Uh, Solomon yeah, Alamalo not, not even playing. on the bench. Yeah, I don't know, because he was, he was in the, he oh, was in no, the Braves or whatever. Yeah, he was yeah, playing for the Brave yeah, Hearts, exactly. along with... Maybe he's maybe coming back when you... I don't know. But yeah, it was pretty... Because cause I, I looked at I looked at that Braves team and that Bravehearts team and I was like, this team's all right. So I reckon they would actually give the normal team a run. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, because I think Connor Garden Bashop has been fairly decent yeah. uh, starting, but uh, and Ricky obviously has been pretty good too. But still, like you've got these guys who. Like you say, Alamalo should be he should be given more of a chance. He's had like but half he, a game so far. Even like even like Milner Scudder, like okay, fine, obviously, you know he hasn't played in four years or whatever, but at least <laughs> give it a go. Like, yeah, come on, it's not like you're drowning in backline death. Right, no. but yeah, so the Blues just kind of ran rampant over them. I guess uh, Akira had a really good game, and mm. that, that's oh. the thing. I mean, like. The best thing you can say about the Highlanders is that they got like Giselle and um, like Mikel too, or so Bolton signing for some reason. But the, the Blues yeah. kind of matched them for Flair in the forwards with Sututu and Akira. And then they have additional Flair and guys like Tupelatu, Tunikua, Vetang Fasi. So the Blues kind of have everything the Highlanders got on more. Yeah. yeah um, if, if, you, if you sort of compared the team man for man, yeah, I would say the Blues probably win thirteen out of fifteen. Yeah, probably. But um, I don't know. So, Matt, you asked us earlier if you thought that Fangio Nuku had touched the ground. Do you guys think that the Akira Rico passes forward? No, it's fine. Fuck. Play on. Let the boys. It was so irritating. It was such a good try, and they yeah. fucking disallowed yeah. it. Like. <laughs> If you oh, see how far Rico had to like run to catch up, it was ridiculous. Like yeah. how fast and how far he came from. Yeah. But but, but but you see though, because obviously Akira, this, this this is sort of the like the problem a with flank, the, just breaking with, down the line in a perfect inside pass. Yeah. With like with like inertia or whatever, that if you yeah. look, Akira at no point was behind the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, after he made the pass, like he. Because you know, obviously, he carried on running, and the ball was yeah. always behind him. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I thought he was running so fast. I thought it was, I thought it was backwards pass. Like I thought it was absolutely fine, according to the letter of the law. Like obviously, if you want to be a real stickler and say that every pass should travel, should actually travel backwards, then it wasn't backwards. But that's not what the law says. No, that's like yeah. I think it definitely would have been backwards out of the hands. So. Yeah. I, I, I really think something like a forward pass should be simpler, mm. but it's not. They like, like, like yeah. if you would think rugby has a lot of very complicated rules. Forward pass shouldn't be one of them. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd be it fine really with, with the law if he, saying 
hand. I thought that was the rule, but maybe it's not. I don't know. <laughs> no, it just has to go backwards out of the hands. But, like, I'd be fine with the law that says the ball has to actually travel backwards if it was quite consistent. Yeah, a few. Consistency. But that's just not what I, I, I think. I think the problem is then you would... Actually, maybe it's good because I always say backlines don't run out of enough depth these days. Yeah, you'd have yeah, to. Every support player would run at depth. You, you couldn't do any but more. Then, pop you passes. see how deep, you see how deep Rico came from. You can't get much deeper than that. Yeah, no, true, actually. <laughs> um, did you guys see who put that link that tweet tweet from the Blues, where yeah, uh, the they spliced ball. in the Crusaders forward pass that was oh, yeah. ruled ruled backwards. Because like, Brad, Brad Weber got screwed. That was the other part of Alex's. Uh, yeah. Disillusionment. Mm-hmm. No, but like, I don't, I don't want to talk about. It. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I feel everyone has a very good understanding, like an intuitive understanding of what a forward pass is. You say that, but so many people immediately like, oh no, the ball travelled forward. You look at there's the line on the ground. See how it goes. Starts there behind the line. There it goes in front of the line. Like, there's so many, and it's like. And I mean, even people who should know better, like Tank Landing, I've seen him complain about forward passes because they because the ball travelled forward. Tank, yeah. Tank, Tank Landing, I followed him for a while on Twitter, and all it is is just him brying shit. Yeah, that too. And I was like, <laughs> listen, Tank, there there are better accounts I can follow if I just want shit brying, so I just unfollowed him. Yeah, he's brying less now now that there's actually rugby on. But yeah, I mean, oh, well, it's but too some, late now. Yeah, he's, someone like him to com- someone like him to complain. Like he should know better. Like he sort of tries to portray himself that he knows something about the game. But to be cl- complaining about something so fundamentally simple shows you, Ben, that like no one really has a grasp on it. Well, yeah, well, that's the problem that that a guy like Tank Landing and his voice, I think, counts for a fair bit on SA rugby Twitter at least who obviously maybe he does understand it but it means that like a a pass a pass shouldn't split the you know it shouldn't split the viewers it should be you know okay that's forward or that's not forward there shouldn't be a a quorum needed to be reached for for whether a pass is forward or not well, that, that's what's quite I mean, nice about about these new these new head, you know, with uh, force to the head thing. It's mm-hmm. actually it's not like people complain because they're like, oh, the game's gone soft or whatever. But it's it's very clear actually what, what the rule is, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. very clear how it's enforced. Like, so I'm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, but I mean, I agree that if there's going to be debate on anything, it shouldn't be about the pass. Pass yeah. through one of the most like clear cuts aspects of the game like it's fine there'd be a little bit of debate around like breakdown or uh you know maybe things like um rolling malls and what some people refer to as legalized obstruction but you know the past is one of the areas where there should really be clarity and like we shouldn't have ambiguity about the past sorry uh, sorry just... while while we talk about rolling malls can hmm. we talk about players leaving the line out early with a rolling mall because well, I, I, mean, I find now the problem is so say the ball's in the air the jumper goes up then while the ball's still in the air the rest of the players peel around so they technically leave the line out which you can't do until the line out's been caught 
Yeah. So they effectively peel around to join them all. That's not allowed. And that's something that I think would nerf the rolling wall big time. And that's something we want to do. But again, yeah. the rules there and the rest aren't enforcing. Yeah. That's the thing. I don't think it's a legal problem. I think it's an application problem. Yeah. Mm. Because if what you said is your players can only leave their line effectively once the once the ball has been caught. It would actually it would make the sack a lot more feasible yeah uh chaps i'm gonna hit you bed yeah i think we'll, with that we can start calling it i think let's i think you can go if you yeah, need to we right. can do super very quick quickly in your absence unless you I'll, want to stick around for it guys next week, yeah thanks for having me back Cheers. Cheers. Uh, it's Cheers. good to you it's good to have you back we always enjoy it and we enjoy your insights and then yeah i'll do super very quickly with these two it's, it's better to not do Super Bowl 3 instead of 4, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see. Oh, MLR starts next. Oh, fuck, that's that's also big news. MLR starts this weekend as well. Nice. Oh, Sick. The I ultimate just... the ultimate test of, of Super Brew picking. Yeah. <laughs> so let's Come see. Come on, Seawolves. First, first game of the weekend. Let's do, we're going to do AU first. I'm going to write down these picks. Adam can put them in later. Uh, Rebels versus Tars. So, uh, Rebels, and ooh. this is at the Amy Park. So, Rebels at home, and they have actually won a game so far this season. It's got to be Rebels, eh? <laughs> yeah, it's, they've won each game by, or they've each game they've been involved in has been super close. So, I yeah. guess Rebels by, like, like, three. I'm happy with that. Rebels by three. Because, yeah, Shep. Tars also obviously losing momentum coming off the bye. So, yeah. Well, you sort of have to gain momentum to lose it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, did that for me? It's that, like, that, that, you know, that, like, momentum of just standing still, that, like, initial piece of force you got to put into them to actually move them. Uh, let's yeah. see. Next one, at Suncorp. Reds versus Force. So, this one I'm going to give to the Reds by a significant amount. Yeah, Reds by... Uh, maybe they'll play a bit of a B team. Yeah, so no, Reds... I, I, yeah. Don't th I don't think Reds. it'll be by that much, because I think the Force will play a more conservative game. I think it's only going to be team, about... So they're good at keeping by. it close. Yeah. Yeah. So I would when... say by 9. 9? I'm happy with Reds. Yeah, I'd say... What do you say, Paul? Yeah, nine, I'm ha happy with 9 too. It's, uh, even it out, 9. So far, so good. I've got what, the coin. What, 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 mar what margin did we say for Tars? Three. Okay, I'll see yeah. um, Okay, next one. Super Rugby Aotearoa. First game. Canes versus Chiefs. Either of them looking for their first win. Fuck. No, no draw. <laughs> Should we pick the yeah. draw? Should we pick the draw? I don't know who's worse, actually. <laughs> so, um... Um, it, it's this is in the cake tin, so the Hurricanes maybe by one, I guess. Just I'm going up. Chiefs by five, Chiefs so by I'm five. throwing that one out there. So it's up to Ben to decide. Ben, I told you draw. Christ, <laughs> we got to put a draw down. Yeah, let's put the draw down. <laughs> draw it. Yep. Let's do it. Okay, I'm just gonna write here Canes, draw Chiefs, and the last one. 
Blues Crusaders at Eden Park, Auckland. Uh, this is the big one. Sunday morning at half past four again. Yeah. So also we're not gonna see team sheets for this one. So frustrating. It's the best. Um, I'm saying I'm saying Blues by five. I'm backing the Blues. You're backing the Blues. Where, where is it in at Auckland? In, in Auckland. Auckland. Unless co COVID dependent, but I'm assuming they they're fine. Fuck, I don't, the Saders are just so good, and they just have so, they always have a next level. Yeah, they do. They do. So Ben, what do you say? <laughs> I don't know, I, I want to, you know, I like being contrarian, but I like being right as well. Oh, yeah. we <laughs> That's a, a tough combination, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Normally I'll fuck it both up, I go conservative and get it wrong. Yeah. So let's let's go I'm gonna oh actually you know what? I'm gonna go blues yep. as well. So Yeah, put put me out my mystery, Matt, thank you. So what are we saying? Blues, but not much though, it's gonna be tight, like max five. Yeah. Four. Mm-hmm. Four I, I'm, I'll also say blues so we can have a so we can have a consensus there. Unanimous. Unanimous. Is that the word? Unanimous. Yeah. Blues by four. Sweet. Unanimous. That also looks like my super brew done for the week as well. Um, are we doing? We don't have a Six Nations going here. Huh? No, we don't have Six Nations going. I think aren't they? Is this weekend not their bye weekend now? Anyway, or is it no. next? I oh, think I oh, they play. Yeah, they play again. No, yeah, no, I think play. I think this is this they're is playing this weekend. Yeah. But they still have that extra fixture. Oh shit, yeah, the one that to play, that thingy. Um, let's see, so MLR starting with New Orleans Gold versus Old Glory. Apparently not too late, only 10 o'clock at night on Saturday night. So I mean shit, if... Uh, do, do, do we have a channel for that? So that's the thing, and this is maybe worth mentioning that the MLR announced on social media that they are setting up their own streaming platform for international viewership so uh, and it's free at the moment and it's going to be free at the moment which i feel like they're just showing up super rugby so badly right now because like you can't even watch super rugby in the u.s no but but this this is the thing like and i think it's also being shown that with you know this u.s ownership element in the sharks that america's is better at this yeah like they they know how to hype things up, they know where to put money. They, mm-hmm. yeah. I think you know one of the things is that they just know that it's fan driven, fan centered. Yeah. Like in if you look at Western, the, like the small infighting and the between the clubs and all of that, it's like yeah. fans don't have a say. Yeah, it's literally just like cats in boardrooms and like head co- uh, cap club like executives and so forth complaining it's not imagine province did that and said for 10 rand you can buy a share in western province oh, Christ, and be so much fun because then you just you put can, up at every and, and the, shareholders meeting and, the, and then you can vote on the you know you guys can decide the board you guys can dictate like broad policy and stuff so there is a what is it called it's called fan i think it's FCF, fan-controlled football. So it's like a mini 
mini, almost like the sevens equivalent to football, but, and there are only like five or six teams in it at the moment, but the fans vote on the play, on the plays the teams run in the app. Every week there's a redraw, so every team I think has earmarked their defensive, their defensive players are all pinned, and then they pin like three of their offensive stars, and the rest every sort of week, two weeks or something, go f- go for a redraft and the fans all sort of picked by voting in that redrafting that whole thing and like they're like coaches and that but the coaches are also like celebs and that who deal with the fans and all that this is most uh mm-hmm. rusev miro is big in big in this full he's running one of the teams uh, okay nice that that actually, I, I, I don't think that should be the only domestically the only league in the sport no 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 definitely but it's an interesting oh, but, one but to I run think it's in the off season cool as a you know imagine that yeah. like now instead of this uh, um whatever preparation fixtures they did that mm. yeah that'd be cool i think but there's a yeah. similar thing i think tsl is something similar where you like I think if you buy a black label, you yeah, you vote, you like SMS, you like SMS in there, like, uh, and then basically yeah. they're two two teams, and then they it's, get made up of whoever. It's the Chiefs and the Pirates normally, isn't it? Like, yeah, you get yeah. To pick the... I think it's like the Black Label Cup. Yeah. But it would yeah. be great because imagine some internet trolls got hold of this, and you just have like random, like, you know, like Gary from KFC, yeah, starting center forward. Get at it, mate. Like, go for it. Yeah. So I think, yeah, with a football one, it's pretty much like there's a defined pool in that. Like, you can't, you, it's not that open, thankfully. Like anyway, I, I'm actually, I'm actually going to start pushing this for province. Just ban run completely. Just, I mean, at this point, they may as well. <laughs> it's worth a shot. No one, no one. And just, you know, at the beginning of the meeting, they flip a coin or do some, some random number generator. Whoever holds that share, they get to be CEO for a day. Oh, that'd be fun. Um, anyway, with that, I think it's time for us to call it a day. Because without Adam, we are close on 90. Or should we push for the next 10 minutes and hit, hit 90? No, we shall. No, I, need, <laughs> I, I gotta go. No, no, I'm joking. I also need to go. I haven't made dinner yet. Okay, guys. Thanks for joining me, Phil. Thanks for joining me, Ben. Awesome. Thanks um, for hosting, Matt. I'm glad, I'm glad I could sneak on because I don't think I'm going to be around for the next few weeks. Yeah. Good luck with that, Ben, and I hope everything goes swimmingly. Yeah. And yeah, we'll all be. We'll, I'm sure you'll keep us up Good to date. Luck. And oh, everyone listening, thank you for listening. Cheers. Bye.